0: You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to the Truth Report. I'm Barry Nussbaum. Several weeks ago, when we did the truth report on the riot at Berkeley, I was hopeful that what the University of California allowed to happen on its campus on the day of the now infamous and canceled Milo Yiannopoulos speech would never be allowed to happen again. Well, as we all are now aware, my hopes were dashed as Berkeley, both on and off the University of California campus, has become protest central. Today, on the Truth Report, we will examine the repeated protests that have been very successful in suppressing freedom of speech in Berkeley, California. So, let's begin with some history. In February 2017, on February 1st, conservative activist Milo Yiannopoulos was scheduled to make a speech at the University of California Berkeley campus. Prior to the speech, more than 100 UC Berkeley faculty signed a petition urging the university to cancel the event, which was scheduled to be a speech on immigration. Apparently, the faculty does not believe in freedom of speech if the speech is not within the boundaries set by the faculty. Within several hours of the scheduled event start time on February 1st, protesters, some identifying themselves as members of BAM, which means by any means necessary, and others from Antifa, which is standing for anti-fascists, set fires, damaged property, threw fireworks, and attacked members of the crowd. They threw rocks at the police. Many of those protesters, if you remember, were clad in black from head to toe with masks, carried clubs, bottles, fireworks, and mace. Within 20 minutes of the start of the violence, the Annapolis event was officially canceled by the University Police Department due to security concerns, and protesters were ordered to disperse, but they didn't disperse. Riding continued for hours, and the police did nothing, just as they were instructed to do. Among those assaulted was a Syrian Muslim who was pepper sprayed and hit with a rod by a protester who told him, you look like a Nazi and a white woman who was pepper-sprayed while being interviewed on live TV. One person was arrested for failure to disperse, and there was an estimated $100,000-plus in property damage. It's important to note that campus police were specifically instructed not to intervene to stop the rioting or the violence that accompanied it, in spite of setting fires, spray-painting buildings with the F-Trump and F was spelled out, breaking windows and heads, and only one to maybe three arrests were made. We're still not sure of that final number. March 4th, 2017, a pro-President Trump march in Berkeley on March 4th resulted in seven injuries and ten arrests after confrontations with anti-Trump protesters. Police confiscated weapons from the attendees at the rally, including baseball bats, bricks, metal pipes, and a dagger. April 15th, 2017. On that date, several groups held a pro-Trump rally in Berkeley and were met by anti-Trump protesters. The supporters of President Trump clashed with the members of, in this case, Antifa. The The meeting of the two groups soon erupted into violence, with Antifa using Mace, M-80 firecrackers, and various other weapons to attack Trump supporters. It happened at Martin Luther King King Jr. Park, and there there were fights, smoke bombs, fireworks, all thrown in the crowd along with rocks. Pepper spray was used repeatedly. Eleven people were injured, six of whom were hospitalized, including one person who was stabbed. Police seized a handful of cans of pepper spray, some knives, dozens of signs, and flagpoles, skateboards, and other blunt objects from members of the crowd that were being used as weapons. Get this. One Antifa-supported protester said this online. Quote, I know getting firearms in states and cities we have a presence in is usually a hassle, but even handguns would help. It would put a psychological element while we are holding fascists back. Who do you think a fascist is more afraid of? People with only flags and bats or people with flags, bats, and guns? Unquote. On april twenty seventh, twenty seventeen, administrators at UC Berkeley canceled a planned uh, april twenty seventh appearance on the campus by conservative columnist Ann Coulter. The reason? Safety concerns. Coulter tweeted out on april nineteenth that she would be coming to Berkeley to speak on that date regardless. On April. April twentieth, the university stated that they would host her, but at a later date, may second, at a protected venue that would be disclosed at a later date. Coulter declined to reschedule, noted that she was unavailable on May second, and that UC Berkeley had no classes scheduled for that week, ergo, no attendees, and she said she would hold her speech on april twenty seventh with or without the university's consent. She did say later she was going not going to speak, but she might attend and have her speech read. There was concern that the gathering would turn into violence based on social media feeds from militant left-wingers and right-wing activists abuzz with plans to proceed with their demonstrations. All about Ann Coulter, Berkeley. The International Socialist Organization organized an alt-right delete rally in the plaza. Another 150 people attended, finally, with 70 police on duty to monitor the situation. There was also a freedom of speech rally at the park, and Gavin McGinnis there read Ann Coulter's speech on the 27th, and it was on immigration. On this date, the demonstrations were relatively peaceful. Uh, There was a little tension. Two people were arrested, one for weapons violations and the other for drug possession. So here's the ongoing continuing news. Following the February 1st protest, a lawyer representing the local police union criticized the police administration for their, quote, hands-off policy, unquote, which actually prevented the officers from preventing crime or making any arrests. A police representative responded that they did not want to further escalate violence and that the campus police were actually inexperienced with dealing with these now common black block strategies. What that means is mass clad protesters. Uh, all dressed in black and violent according to berkeley police chief margo bennett the campus police were waiting for reinforcements to come from oakland police and the alameda county police before dispersing the crowd now her cover story has been contradicted by the fact that reinforcements never arrived and some police later admitted they were told to stand down and then their union went after their bosses Now, following the February events, President Trump criticized the UC at Berkeley on Twitter, asserting that, quote, it does not allow free speech and threatening to defund the university as a result. According to Yiannopoulos' Facebook post, he plans to return to Berkeley, in his words, hopefully within the next few months. I want to leave you with this video of highlights from several riots with many of the Antifa shown with their black masks and outfits in a number of different places. Check this out. terribly disturbing that our cherished First Amendment, which protects the right of free speech, has clearly been suppressed and transformed into freedom from speech. If that speech is not okay with the faculty or the student body or their Antifa supporters in and around Berkeley, California, that speech is not protected. Stay in touch. We will be following up on this story, I assure you. You can write to me directly by sending me an email to Barry at American And you can go to our website where you can sign up to be on our mailing list so you never miss an important episode. Remember, it's free. You can handle the truth. We intend to bring it to you. I'm Barry Nussbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit